0: that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God and as you hear the word let it build your faith because listen there may be a situation where you need God to intervene in your family you may need God to intervene in your health you may need God to intervene in a job situation you may need God to intervene in, in your Christian walk and let me say this the Christian walk's not easy. It's not for the faint-hearted. It's a journey. It's a challenge. But as we plug into Him, who is the source of life, we will be strengthened and He will give us the help that we need to live this life. Because you know what? The enemy, he wants us to compromise our walk with the Lord. He wants us to go off course and do things that we that will cause us to this be completely distracted and just completely go off the rails so that we're not even focusing on on God. Because as we know this world is filled. It is filled with things that will just cause us to just be cause our mind to be diluted in terms of the things of God. But we need to, as we plug in and feed of God's word and be strengthened, we can be encouraged so that we can go on to be Who we need to be for the lord the scripture also says in the book of psalms chapter 20 verse 7 says some trust in chariots and horses and some in horses but we will remember the name of the lord i'm going to read that again some trust in chariots and some in horses but we will remember the name of the Lord, our God. When they went to battle, they made sure that their armory, their horses, and everything was in place for battle. But people like King David, even though he had his military armor, he made sure that he had God in the number one position, trusted in the Lord, not trusted in his armory, not trusting in his chariots not in his horses but in god and in today's world where we at times we've got we've got so much things around us where we look i mean we've got the mic we've got the wonderful speakers and that. Like, this one was letting us down <laughs> but you know the best and most reliable person to be trusted in is in the lord And whatever situation, whatever it is, that you need God to move and bring a change and an intervention. As you rely upon Him, even in your weak state, because you don't need to have a lot of strength to trust in the Lord. Do you remember the Bible says that God has given to each man the measure of faith. So you and I have a level of faith that we can exercise before the Lord. And before I go other together, i want to read one other verse of scripture. Proverbs chapter 21 verse 31. It says, A horse is prepared for the day of battle, but victory is in the Lord. Listen, you can have all everything all set up and ready. Ready to go. You can have everything in place. But if the Lord is not in it, it's, it's just like what the Lord says in, in Psalm, what the, the psalmist said, except the Lord builds a house, they that labour, labour in vain that build it. We need the Lord in the centre of all that we are doing. Whatever we are doing with our family, with our relationships, He needs to be the number one person. But we need to have Him in that place that He ought to be. And as we go on through these days, we're going to I mean, the days that we're facing right now, they're becoming more and more challenging. But we, as we feed off God's word, we will be, will be, we'll become stronger and we'll be where we need to be in Him. And you know what? At times it's not easy trusting in the Lord at times. Because um, at times you have to make yourself, most of the time we have to make ourselves vulnerable. When you trust in the Lord, when you put your confidence in Him, because we're so used to having the way out, the solution, because of how we are, makeup is. It's okay, Lord, don't, don't worry, I've got this, I know what to do, and I'm trusting in you, but I think you've got your plan B. And then, really, we have to put everything on on the line in a sense where we just completely trust in Lord. I, I just trust you in this situation because it feels like I'm 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 gonna just just really lose it. it's not really gonna work out. It's, it's gonna everything's gonna fail. But Lord I just ask you to help me. I ask you to try, to to just touch me in this area. Give me wisdom. And as we put our faith and confidence in Him, you'll be able to help us. Sometimes it feels like thin ice. You're just walking on thin ice and you're it's, gonna it's scramble. But as you walk in faith and, and believe in the Lord, He will bring it to pass. Because God has a track record of never failing. There are countless times where the Lord has intervened for his people, where it seemed like they're backward, they, they were Their back was against the wall, and there was no way out. Every single area where they looked, it seemed as if there was no hope for them. Do you remember the children of Israel when they were about to cross the Red Sea? Well, before they were to cross the Red Sea, because they were being chased by the Philistines, right? Not the Philistines, the um, Egyptians. And the Egyptians were coming with their chariots, with their horses, and the children did this coming there. They're bringing there the children and the families are all coming. And there was no hope until Moses received the word from heaven about how he had to just raise his rod. And as he rose his rod, the there was a, the, the the Red Sea parted and they walked on dry land. So the children of Israel they started to go, they started to run. Because could you imagine, like, the enemy is coming up with the Egyptians? They're coming and saying, Oh man, I don't know, go back into slavery again. Please, please. And they were running. And then it got to the point, they got to the other side. And then Moses just closed up the Red Sea. But by this time, the Egyptians were just right there. They, they, they were just coming, and it just looked as if they were going to get them. And the water just covered them. Every single one. And sometimes when God has a situation, our, when we have a situation in our lives, and it feels like, oh my goodness, there's no hope. God always is at, comes at the right time. He's just in time. He's never too late. Sometimes it may feel too late for us. It may feel like, oh my, this ain't gonna work out. God has a track record of never failing. The scripture says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today and forever, the same God who delivered the Israelites and the same God who delivered Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego will deliver you and I as we put our confidence and we put our trust and we put our faith and we put everything in Him. who actually experienced a very difficult and challenging situation and is one of my favourite characters David in in, um, 1 Samuel chapter 30 and verse 1 to 19 I'm going to read that and it says now it happened when David and his men came to Ziklag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south of Ziklag, attacked Ziklag and burned it with fire, and had taken captive the women and those who were there, from small to great. They did not kill anyone, but carried them away and went their way. So David and his men, came to the city, and there it was, burned with fire, and their wives, and their sons, and their daughters, had been taken captive. Then David and the people who were with him, lifted up their voices, and wept, until they had no more power to weep. And David's two wives, Ahonoyam and Jezreelites, of the Jezreelites, and Abigail, the widow of Nabal, the Carmelite, had been taken captive. Now David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him. Because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man, for his sons and his daughters. But David strengthened. Everybody say David strengthened. David strengthened himself in the Lord. And David said to Abitha, the priest, Abimelech, son, please bring the ephod were here to me. And Abipha wrote the epoch to David. So David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue this truth? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, Pursue, for you shall surely overtake them without fail. Recover all. So David went and he and the six hundred men who were with him and came to the brook of Besor, where they stay where, where the, those stayed who left were left behind. Verse 10. But David pursued he and four hundred men, four two hundred men. Stayed behind, for, for 200 stayed behind, who were so weary that they could not cross the brook of vessel. Then, jumping down to verse 13 or verse 15, and David said to him, He's speaking. To he's speaking to this this young man that he found. And David said to him, Can you take me down to this troop? And he said, Swear to me by God, but you will neither kill me nor deliver me into the hands of the master. And I will take you down to this troop. And when they had brought him down, there they were spread out all over the land, eating and drinking, dancing because of of all the great spoil which they had taken from the land of of the Philistines and from the land of Judah. Then David attacked them from twilight until evening of the next day. Not a man of them escaped except 400 men who rode on camels. So David recovered all that the Amalekites had carried away. And David rescued his two wives. That's a brilliant ending, isn't it? But the way David actually got to that point wasn't easy because as as we saw, as when he came back to the camp, imagine, it's like you just come back home, but God forbid, and everything that you, all the family, boy, if I went home and all of my family's gone, And then all of the the smoke and and these guys are just taking my wife and my boys. Wow. But David had this situation where it was distressing. Number one, they're taking his, his wives. Number two, they were going to be stoning him. So he was distressed. But then the scripture said that David encouraged himself in the Lord. And then he went, he said to the high priest, give me the ephod. And we're going to look into this. So let's look into this a bit more. And David inquired of the Lord and he recovered all. But we have to understand something about David. David, he was a military man. He was well experienced. As we knew, he actually killed David, killed um, Goliath. He killed m- numerous people. And remember with Goliath, it was just with one stone. He just actually slung with his slingshot, just knocked him out as a young boy. The scripture says, like how David was actually killed, a bear and a lion. Now that's a, that's a level. A lion. I mean, I mean listen, I wasn't some little baby come on, man. Come on. It was a it's a proper lion, and he killed this lion and a bear. Do you know the bear? When the bear comes to come and hits you like that, one hit will knock you out. But he killed a bear and a lion. So you have to understand his level was quite high. He wasn't he wasn't a small fry at all. And he fought and won many battles. Do you remember with Samuel? and and, and, sorry, Saul Saul didn't kill as many as David David killed thousands upon thousands he had much more victory compared to Saul so his military expertise was of a high standard but yet in his distress yet in his the way how he was feeling he decided to encourage himself and the Lord so let's look at some lessons so the first thing that he encouraged himself in the Lord so perhaps he got the Word of God and he started to feed off the Word of God oh why are you so downcast All my soul put your hope in God maybe he was saying those kind of Psalms. they're speaking to himself psalms and hymns and spiritual songs this encouraging himself in the Lord and he Fed of the bread of life to strengthen himself because you know what it's like with this mind at times, it goes wild and we need to engage with the word to draw the light so that we can align our minds again. That's what David had to do because it was a distressing situation for him. Um, Number two, he inquired of the Lord. He didn't go to his military expertise to try to get the breakthrough. But he went to ask advice as to what should I do? Where should I go? How should I do it? Should I stay even in the state that he was in? and as david put the e-pod on when you put the e-pod on as the priest one of the first, first things they'll probably be doing is, is worshiping and praising and you can imagine david as well he was a worshipper of god do you remember when his wife was saying why are you dancing like like a madman he was a proper worshipper of god he doesn't he didn't rap when he came to worship him <laughs> he and he was the king of Judas, so he didn't. He didn't care, but he loved God so much. The Scripture um, describes him a man that was after his own heart, but he worshipped God with everything, with everything, with all his heart, with all his soul, with all his mind, with the epoch with the situation that was going on, the situation that was seeming distressing. He was worshipping God, he was giving thanks, you know the scripture says, in everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning us. He was doing as the scripture says that we ought to do. Even in his difficult situation, he was thanking God. His wife's not, they not, they're gone. He's got people thinking of stoning him and killing him. But he's worshipping God. Then he, I've got here, David waits on the Lord. The scripture says that they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. So he was being strengthened. He was not just getting instructions, getting directions. He was getting strength. He was being renewed like the eagles. So that he can go and face the situation that he had before him. the prescription that was given to him he did exactly as the Lord instructed him to do he took note of that and he executed that thing because he knew that he will have the victory number five he did not lean on his own understanding or his past military successes to help him. We know the scripture that says that trust in the Lord in Proverbs chapter three verse five and six. But trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your past. That's what David did. He didn't lean upon anything else other than the Lord. Number six I've got here, David made his morning appointments with God a priority. I I know that he didn't get to see whilst he was actually in the military every single day. But if you look at the pattern of David, one of the things that he made sure that he had in place was his worship, his devotion, his prayer before the Lord. If you look in the psalm, one of the psalms that says early will I seek thee my flesh my soul longs for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. So you can look if you look at the life of David, his priority was his devotion to God, his love for God. Because out from that, out from his devotion, out from his relationship with God came everything else. That personally, I think that's why he got the victory because his he his source, he was always in that, that position. That's why when he went to go and he put the e-pod on and he was had that distressing situation, he wasn't he was moved, but he knew where to go. Because his source, his relationship, he went back to the hub of where it was all happening. And so then in that time, that in that struggle. He can get help he can get wisdom he can get strength he can get direction as to what to do and how to go about things so if there's anything in this this message what i'm saying today make sure that the, your devotional life is stronger oh i, I tell you it's, it's a challenge it's a real challenge the devotional life, every single day, every day, and to put the flesh under subjection, it's not easy. Because every, it's like, it's literally, you're going against a tide. But it's like, and it's, it's you're pushing, and it's, there's a struggle. But I want to encourage you, every one of us here, push on, regardless of what the world is saying, regardless of what the tide of what the media of different things that are seeking to be that are opposing God because everything in this world is opposing God. The scripture says that how Satan is the God of this world and he has orchestrated things in such a way to kind of dull Christians' mind to the things of God, to doing the things of God, to even trusting God, to living for Him. To, to, and, and having that devotion but he's, he's trying to put other things to make us have that, not have that priority and God is to be that number one priority in our lives the next point I have here is that he poured his heart out before the Lord what would everything count? In Psalm 62, verse 5 to 8, it says, "My soul waits silently for God alone. My expectation is from Him. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. In God." is my salvation salvation means deliverance god is wanting to bring deliverance to you in your situation and my glory in god is my salvation and my glory the rock of my salvation the rock of my strength and my refuge is in god verse 8 trust in him at all times you people pour out your heart before Him. God is a refuge for us. You could imagine when He actually went to the Lord in prayer. Although He asked instructions, you can bet your bottom dollar that He actually poured His heart out before the Lord. He expressed all that He was feeling. All of the anguish and upset and frustration and pain, everything, He poured it out because of the type of man David was. I want to read another verse of scripture just before I, I end that ties in with this about pouring your heart out before the Lord because I've, and it's in the Gospels but I feel it really ties in nicely. Um, so then let me just read this. And And when he came to the disciples He saw a great multitude around them, and scribes disputing with them. Immediately, when they saw him, all the people were greatly amazed, and running to to him, greeted him, and he asked the scribes, What are you discussing with them? Then one of the the crowd answered and said, Teacher, I brought my son, who who has a mute spirit, And wherever it seizes him, it throws him down. He foams at the mouth, gnashes at his teeth, and becomes rigid. So I spoke to your disciples that they should cast it out. But they could not. He answered answered him and said, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him to me. Then they brought him to him, and when he saw him, immediately the spirit convulsed him, and he fell on the ground and wallowed, foaming at the mouth. So he asked his father, how long? This is Jesus asking the father, how long has it been been happening? And he said, from childhood. And often he was thrown, he threw him into the fire and into the water to, to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Immediately, the father of the child cried out in tears, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Right there is a story of someone who wants to operate and do the things that God has actually called him to do in trusting him in seeing his son well, whole and healed. But this man cried out from the depths of his heart saying, Lord, I believe help thou my unbelief. At times there are things that we are struggling with that it's like, oh Lord, I can't even trust you. But I want to encourage you to Trust and say, Well, I trust you, but I'm struggling in this where, where in my heart in this area. In other words, pour your heart out before the Lord, tell the Lord how you feel, let him know what's going on, so that you can receive help, receive grace. Without to just pray. So if we can bow our heads. Father, we just come before you today. Lord, we just pray that you will help us to trust you. Help us to trust you even more than we have ever done. Lord, more so, can you help us with our devotional life? Lord, can you help us to go deeper in the secret place? Can you help us, Lord, to be so hungry, hungry for you, hungry for your word, hungry in being in your presence, hungry for the things of the Spirit more than the things of the world? Lord, help us to prioritize more. And more in being in your presence in feeding of your word and drawing the life that is from your word oh God we pray help us to pour out our hearts to you Lord and tell you more and more how we're feeling but father but to have to put our trust and our faith in you at the same time Lord help us Lord help us Father, we ask for your help and we thank you in Jesus' name, Amen.